art, comedy, pop culture, and much more. You're listening to ACPN. Okay, here we go. We can hijack Something, 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 something. Okay, here we go. Welcome, everybody. It is time yet again for another fun-filled intergalactic episode of the Something Something Cast. Something Something Cast. I'm James Hatton. I'm Podcast Rob. And we have a special episode today, my friend. We do. This is going to end up being one of our review episodes. So... So the intro is a bit different, but that's because we got guests and yeah, things. We want them absolutely. to absolutely. It's a special episode. It is a special so. episode, and why don't you introduce our guest and tell them why this is a special episode? Uh, so uh, the two guests we have is we have uh, Big Kev from Big Kev's Geek Stuff, and we have uh, Eric no, Hall. Sir. Oh no, sir! I, I need to interrupt you. The rebranding has been complete. Oh. Geek Stuff TNG. Oh, sir. I apologize. Ooh. Thank you. Geek Stuff yes. TNG. Right. Sure as, of the, as of the legendary 600th episode of there the you program, go. Geek Stuff TNG is now the brand, uh, the brand name. So like a much Very more nice. peaceful Geek Stuff with like a, no. a slightly French-Canadian captain who... We would never have a Canadian. Oh, well. Just, just saying. All right. Not racist, but just to say. But we fucking hate Canadians. Uh, no, we, uh, no, we just uh, no. It, you know, we 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 about uh, coming up on a year or so ago. We uh, we shifted the focus of the show, and uh, we decided a rebranding after seventeen, eighteen years uh, was appropriate, and no, so sure. we set about doing that, and that launched. Official, it's soft launched several months before, but as of episode 600, a uh, new website, geekstufftng.com, uh, new name, new, new stuff, other new stuff. So, yeah, so that's that. But thank you, just the same. Oh, welcome. Very and cool. Kev's been a big friend of the show. Big, I mean, we've, we've known him forever. So it's wonderful to finally have you on ours. But big Kev ain't all. No, joining Kev uh, is a friend of ours outside of the world of podcasting and Twitch and everything else. And I might uh, say on the right side of history in this argument. Maybe. You don't know that yet. I know it. No idea. <laughs> I, I absolutely we're pretty, know. We're pretty confident on our end of the table here. Pretty confident. Uh, star of stage and script, uh, my friend Eric Hall. Eric, how you doing today? Doing well. Thank you for having me on the show. Um, Absolutely. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, I, I don't have any rebranding to talk about. I don't have any, <laughs> any podcast. I, I have nothing, basically. I'm going to sit here. I'm going to wait for us to talk about Solo. So when you need me, Big Kev will just chime me in. I'm just going to sit in the corner. You're no, the no, hot I tag? Got I got, uh, no, no. I think this is, an, this is an equal participation team here. So. <laughs> so you're the big hot tag? Like, Kev's on the ropes. The fight's going on, and then Matt listen, Hardy in to do clotheslines. Listen to me, Hatton. Don't. Listen to me, Hatton. Mm-hmm. Hev is never on the ropes. <laughs> Ever. Just so we're clear. Okay. Uh, all right. Fine. Just trying to build a. Just trying to build a nice wrestling match where there's. I'm just, I'm we're giving saying. it to. All right. I'm just so, gonna say. Kev's so the gold. That's what I'm this. saying. Hatton, just to give you a little, a uh, little uh, inside baseball here. Yes. Um. Kev is going to try to wrestle the steering wheel away from you. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, not true. Don't <laughs> let him. not. I'm not going to do that. No, sir. 
So this all started from uh, from a Facebook post, uh, I believe it was. Yeah, uh, Eric yeah. had started uh, started uh, talking about uh, about Solo. Do you remember what the actual meat of your original post was? Well, I wound up I wound up catching Solo on TV, just like the last like maybe like forty minutes of it, and I was just I watched it, and I just realized it just gets a ton of hate, and I was like, you know what? I said if you don't like Solo. Maybe we're not as close as I thought we were. You know what I mean? Just kind of threw it out there just to stir it and just see what people fired back with. And uh, and then, Rob, you said, you said, well, maybe we're not. And I said, well, I'm, I'm willing to go to therapy if it's going to heal. Yeah, I believe know? my I believe my comment was, I believe we may need to start seeing other people. Yeah. And you were like, you were like, oh, I'll go to therapy to save this. And I was like, OK. <laughs> Um, I, and then I think I chimed in with a comment that was along the lines of, wow, I didn't realize that Eric and I were close at all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So clearly uh, the bottom half of the screen, as you can see on our Twitch channel, is falling on the positive side. Mm -hmm. uh, the upper left hand quadrant uh, still to be determined. Hatton, where do you fall in on this whole thing? <sighs> So Are we evenly distributed here. Am I? Am I fending for myself? On no, this you're, one? you're not me, fending uh... for yourself. I think Solo is fun, but eh, there's parts of it I enjoy. There's parts of it I think that are perfect, but for the most part, I think it isn't. It just was a movie. It was just there. It didn't move me emotionally. There's only one part of the movie I watched the movie for. And if you've seen Solo, you know who it is. It's not the principal actor. Wow. I'm James Hatton, and I'm running for Congress. Thank you. I mean, I get, I, I get like the whole it's fun, but yeah. kind of thing. But I, I think if, if we're going to like talk about star wars and whatnot i kind of feel like that's first on the list of things i'm i mean you know i mean i don't know if people are going to lambast people's acting in a star wars movie we can go after a lot of other people first 100 yes, seriously 100 you know I mean? there's, there's, there's a spectrum of it i think and then and like, i don't know there's there's lots of things i think that are wrong with the mindset of people going into solo that 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 starts bef the before before you even watch the movie. I'm gonna I'm gonna raise my hand because I think what's really important here uh, to say right at the outset re regarding this is the fact that Solo was released five months after what was at the time the worst Star Wars movie ever made. Only five months. Phantom Menace and, and the hate. And if you think Last Jedi or Phantom Menace was better than The Last Jedi, I mean, th this this could expand into a much different argument. That well, yeah. said, that said... Continue. Uh, I, I mean, I could at least point out good things in Phantom Menace. Can you do the same with The Last Jedi? The, yes. The All right, but that aside, five months <laughs> after... <laughs> Five months after uh, the worst Star Wars movie, uh, uh, critically, certainly from the fandom, uh, came this movie. And with the amount of fatigue and the amount of hatred and vitriol being poured out over uh, 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 about The Last Jedi, 
what Solo experienced was not a, 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 a fair fight, even. If it had waited a year, it would have been humongous. It would have been a much bigger film than it was. But the fact is, at that point, everybody had their hate on for everything Star Wars because right. of the Jedi. And that's why Solo suffered. Solo is not a bad movie. Quite the contrary. Solo is a great movie. And it's a great Star Wars movie. And, and that is the reason that it suffered. Yeah. Can I, yes. before, before, Rob, before you jump in. No, go I, ahead. I, 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 Kev, I want to agree with everything you said. I want to add to that one other thing. It also came out after Rogue One, yeah. which was held up as this, one of the greatest Star Wars movies ever made. And you know what? I love Rogue One, mm-hmm. but I think that Solo suffered from, and again, I'm going to, I'm going to get myself in a ton of hot water with the thing I'm about to say. The, the same way that the DC universe suffered after Nolan darkened the shit out of the, 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 the world with, uh, with the Dark Knight trilogy with Christian Bale. Everybody wanted dark, gritty, real, meh kind of thing. And then they come out with this fun Western, space Western movie, and everybody went, this isn't anything like Rogue One. Well, no, it's not like Rogue One. It told a completely different story at a completely different point. You know, if Rogue One didn't end the way it ended, I would have walked out of the movie like, screw you. You weren't, you weren't brave enough to go where that needed to go. And I love Rogue One for that. But then I go over to Solo, and I'm not expecting this sort of just, you know, dark, you know, tough choice kind of film. I was looking for that space western, which is where I think in a lot of ways, DNA-wise, Star Wars starts with feeling like a western in some ways. Cantina. I mean, hell, he's even dressed like a friggin' cowboy. Um you know, Han, Han Solo and, and, you know, that, that kind of thing. And then I get this, I get this Han Solo movie and I'm like, I loved it. And let's put it this way, script wise and whatnot. It took seven throwaway lines from the original trilogy and made a movie at. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they were like, there, here's, here's the lines. Everybody knows the lore. Everybody knows. And then put this thing together. And then it had a ton of bad press before it even got started with all its director problems, all its writer problems, and all its guys been throwing the two guys from the Lego movie under the bus and all that kind of crap too. People were all ready to hate it for for all those reasons. It's not Rogue One. It's Lord and Miller are those directors. All right, Rob, you've been, you've you've had your hand up for a while. It wasn't, I don't hate Solo. It wasn't a bad movie. Right. It, it, so I, I disagree that everybody was all amped up to hate on Solo because of The Last Jedi. I think everybody was putting too much faith in Solo because of The Last Jedi, because The Last Jedi wasn't that great of a movie. I mean, there are people who like it. Great, fine. I'm not trying to yuck at anybody's yum. I didn't like it. I thought it was kind of terrible. But I think there were a lot of those people. And I think after that, they said, hey, but you know what? At least we have a Han Solo prequel movie coming out. Awesome. And they put a lot of faith that that was going to be the palate cleanser. And that was going to be this phenomenal movie. And I don't think it lived up anywhere near to that hype. Just like Force Awakens didn't wake up to the hype that it was waiting for since the uh, prequel trilogies came out. Uh, was it a fun movie? Sure. Did it need to be a Han Solo prequel movie? Not at all. It could have been Rogue One-like, where it was, this takes place in the Star Wars universe. It's about the same group of smugglers that Han used to run with, 
but it didn't need to focus on him. And I think in doing so, it felt way too fan servicey uh, for for my tastes. I just I there was a lot of stuff that I didn't like. the The thing that got me right off the bat, like first fifteen minutes of the movie. When they decide that since he doesn't have a surname and he's by himself, we're just going to put on the paperwork. Your last name is Solo. Like, that didn't need to happen. For me right there, the eye rolling was very hard, and I don't think they dislodged for the rest of the movie from that. It was just... You know what? And I'll, 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 even agree, I'll agree with you on that point. I, I actually... That was a big eye roll moment for me, too. And there may be two other ones in the whole movie. Um, uh, uh, but, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm totally with you on that one. But I think, you know... I, I think what I think really what it boils down to in the end is is what's your DNA for Star Wars? What DNA do you appreciate for Star Wars? And did it have that DNA? And the problem is that again, my opinion is, you know, other than the few eye roll moments like that, it has the best DNA for Star Wars. Was it fan servicey a little bit? Because as Eric mentioned earlier, they took seven throwaway lines and made a movie out of it. Well, sure, but you're not going to tell that kind of a story without being able to weave it into the rest of everything that's gone on. And don't get me wrong, for a galaxy that's far, far away, they seem awfully close having everybody run into each other all the time. (laughs) But that's something you simply have to, I think at some point, you simply have to accept the fact that we want stories. We're going to get an Obi-Wan TV show. And and for you Rogue One fans, of which I am one, you're going to get Cassian Andor as well. Oh, uh, you know, know a prequel. Yeah. Cassian yeah. Andor and K2SO, a buddy show. Uh, you're going to get that show as well from Disney Plus in 20. Maybe it's 22 now, 2022 or late 21. Um, but, you know, like, you know, it's all about that DNA part of it. And I, I want to comment on something that Eric said earlier, too, with the dark and the gritty and everything. You know, the second word in all of these movies is wars. <laughs> so anybody that thinks that, you know, like. They shouldn't depict the fact that there's a war going on or wars or that people are going to die. You know, the moment Cassian Andor kills the spy in the beginning of the movie, that sets the tone right there. You know, and, and in my opinion, I, I thought I, I think that's a great film also. And both of them are exceptionally bright and, and tremendous, my opinion, as compared to any of the three Disney Skywalker films, like easily bright in like, tone or bright in like than any of those three. So, do you mean bright in tone or bright in actual physical palette? No, no. What I mean, what I mean by bright is that they shine. Is they're good. You know, they're 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 much better. The 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 two of them tell a much better story than any one of those movies tell. Got it. So, I do think there is some credence to. The fact that people were already prepared to slag because once Disney had control of Star Wars, it wasn't just, hey, we're going to get a new trilogy, which everybody's excited about. It's also we're going to get the Rogue One. We're going to get Rogue One. We're going to get Solo. We're going to get a new droids cartoon. There's going to be a breakfast cereal. We're going to have a whole new clone high school TV series. Like it was just a lot. And for as much, and I, truly do enjoy Rogue One, um, 
I think that was where people wanted to set their bar. And so it is a big tonal shift to go from Rogue One, which is sort of serious science, serious action sci-fi, where Solo is by and large a I'm not a, not a good heist film. It's a heist film to some degree, but it isn't a great heist film. Um, the standout casting of Donald Glover is one of the most brilliant casting choices that Star Wars has made in the last two generations of films. Um, but going from changing gears to go from Rogue One, where at the end of it, you feel like, wow, I saw something that makes the original trilogy feel important. It makes, you know, four, five, six feel like I just saw something that gives heart to this movie. Solo, you walk away and and it feels like I just got off the amusement park ride that tells me very little about A New Hope. Like without, with Rogue One, I walk out, I walk into New Hope going, oh, all those people that died 30 seconds before this movie started. I walk into Solo and go, I think Woody Harrelson died a bunch. I wonder where Darth Maul is. And I understand. They didn't get their sequels, so the Darth Maul plot is sort of a lost thing. Um, but I, it doesn't make me enjoy the next set anymore. And that's where it... F- and that could be on me, because that's where it fell short for me when compared to Rogue One. Well, I think Rogue One is meant... I think Rogue One is meant to set up Episode Four. A New Hope. I think it's meant to do that. I think it's a story that's meant to support what's happening in 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 that series. What I think, or, or in uh, Episode Four, what I think of Solo is that it's it's meant to tell you how this character that is beloved by everybody kind of got to be this character, and how did this friendship between him and Chewbacca occur, and uh, the Kessel Run, and again, what Eric said earlier, I think is brilliant. That's right. Write the date down, Rob. I said Eric was brilliant. Seven. It's recorded. This is being recorded. I'm just saying. Whatever the number Shit, was. I knew I forgot to do something. Whatever the, whatever the number of lines was on which they based the solo script, um, you can refer to it as fan servicey, and, and that's fine, and I get that. But it, that's part of the lore that we know nothing about that everybody wants to know about. It's the same thing. Uh, in my opinion, it's the same thing when Return of the Jedi or Empire came out and we saw the back of Vader's head for the first time and that rumor floated. That rumor somehow floated through some interview with George Lucas that Obi-Wan was responsible for Vader being like that. And everybody waited, what, 106 years to find out the, you know, and see how that occurred and so on and so forth. So, you know, I, I mean... You know, I don't. I don't think that's a reason to write it off. You know, because it because it filled in those gaps about that character. And again, I'm with you on the casting, but and I think and I think with all due respect, I think the kid who played Solo, Aaron Ironreich or whatever his Nazi name is, uh, him. I think he gets a lot of crap, and I think the guy gave not only a great performance, but I could see that performance growing into the guy who we met in episode four. Sure. There's smirks and little turns of his head and things that he clearly did his homework. Yeah, he did. And, you know, right, right around now, if you go look 
online somewhere. Maybe you guys have already seen this. There is a deep fake video where they have put Harrison Ford's face on this on this kid. And I'm telling you, there's not a whole lot of differences between young Han. So I mean, some obviously because they're not the same person. But, you know, you you can see I can see him becoming uh, you know, I can see the young Harrison Ford becoming the older Harrison Ford mm-hmm. just as well as I can see Aaron Einreich, whatever his name is. I can see him becoming that character that I saw in episode four as well, you know, w- w- which I think is I think is a tremendous feat. And I know they went through a hell of a lot of casting in order to get to that point. And, yeah, I mean, doing his homework, I, I think, is is underselling it a bit. I mean, that guy, I can see that guy growing into cut his hair put the right clothes on him i think you know it's 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 probably the best match they were going to get then there's all talk about his performance and everything else what was the beef with his performance i thought he was fine he's a hell of a lot better than mannequin skywalker from the prequels uh so like you know like let's you know and and i mean any iteration of that character from the prequels because i mean let's be honest you know, I don't want to bash a little kid, especially with all the problems he has now, but oof. And, you know, and, and Hayden Christensen was a young guy, too, and I feel is probably a much better actor now than he was then. But, sure. you know, the point is, like, and, you know, like, I think he was uh, Aaron Ironreich solo. I think he was he was far and away better than the worst performances in any of these movies, which we could sit here, I'm sure, and name. So. I mean, I think one of the things that, that fans are their own worst enemy. Oh, and when you do when you do something like Han Solo, and you say it's oh, it's going to be an origin story, a prequel story, whatever you're going to call it, everybody immediately has their I know how this went down, and now it's can the filmmaker get as close to a billion people's now I know how that I I know how this goes. Whereas Rogue One kind of didn't have that. Rogue One had. Who are these people? And they could be any way they wanted. They could, you know what I mean? And they very, very little touched on anybody that we, we had already met, you know? And mm-hmm. then that kind of gave them the freedom. They got a lot of places to navigate. But everybody walked in with a, with a preconceived idea of what Han was like, what Lando was like, how they met, what they did. What, what extended universe book did you read that is now passe and you liked better and whatnot and they all walked in they did that and that the uh, alden Heinrich, they, they had this really bad thing that came out about six months before the movie came out after they i think after they switched to ron howard kathleen kennedy didn't like the way he was being han and they got the guy an acting coach and it was like so that came out and then immediately that puts a stigma on anybody's you know, who, who knows that that's the thing. They go in there with their arms folded. Like, this guy was so bad, they'd get him an acting coach. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what the what the reason was behind that. Right. Um, in fact, I, I was doing a well, little... I, I, I well, little, I have a little more info on that, and it has a lot to do with... It has a lot to do with Lord and Miller, uh, which was they were just kind of like, just do whatever you want to do. And the problem is, and the reason that they got let go was because they were not... This is the first and only time that they were not sharing on a regular basis progress with Kathleen Kennedy and the rest of the Lucasfilm muckety mucks. And when they finally did get to see the stuff, they were like, what the fuck is this? You know, like we what what is this? 
you know, like he's like, well, you know, and they just they kind of just lost their minds uh, with regards to what they had seen. And they knew that they were going to have to go in a different direction. I mean, you guys have seen the Lego movie and and, you know, the, the word on the street is that the tone was closer to that than it was to a Star Wars movie. So you can see where just they like that might much have more wanted. silly, like just very slapsticky. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and and much more, apparently. And so they, you know, rightfully, in my opinion, as they're trying to keep, uh, you know, sort of a tonal influence, if you will, in the in the films, they decided, you know, uh, that they needed to rein that in. And, you know, Lord Miller didn't want to play that game. And so they parted ways. I mean, that's that's the way I've heard the story from uh many people and so you know like we get ron howard who himself i think is an amazing director yeah uh and i don't think he did a bad job considering he uh, you know what he was left to work with and so on so i just think it's one of those things where the minute you introduce you know the those red flags to to a, a, a basic you know consumer and they go in and they're like or it's like telling somebody a movie's great like I love this movie. Here, watch this. And they go, eh. do you know what I mean? It's the same thing. You like mm-hmm. you, you hear all this bad stuff, and then you either don't go see it, which is why it underperforms. You know, and it, and it, it didn't really underperform, but it underperformed for its budget. But other than it, that, it it was less than a hundred million shy of where they wanted it to be, and they consider it not they. I mean, people consider it this colossal failure. Which doesn't make a lot of sense because there are a lot of films who, you know, were actual colossal failures who were way under. I don't want to mention uh, names, any DC Warner Brothers film, uh, but it, 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 you know, like there are bigger failures out there than to be less than a hundred uh, grand or a hundred million away from grand, a hundred million away from your uh, from your stated goal. Yep. Yes, Rob. Rob. Yes, Rob. Yes. Oh, hold on. Hold it, Eric. <laughs> yes, Rob. So. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, thanks, was, I, was I wrestling the steering wheel there? I'm I'm sorry. Let me just let me just. Re- I'm gonna get back here in the back. You seat. have the teacher car. It's the one with the pedal on your side. Exactly. <laughs> so the the thing that was, in my opinion, that was dicey about Solo to begin with is anytime, anytime anyone, not just the Star Wars universe, but anytime any franchise says, "Cool, we're gonna do a prequel movie," it's always a bit of a gamble. Because it can go primarily, in my opinion, one of two ways. Uh, we know how the movie has to end because we've seen the main movie. So we know where the lead up kind of has to stop to get us to that point. So do they either put the movie on rails and do exactly what people uh kind of think and can imagine the movie is going to go to get the the story and the characters to that point or do they try to throw in like a weird kind of swerve that nobody was expecting to throw people off before they get to that end point um with a with a franchise like star wars i have always held belief that the star wars story and and primarily the skywalker story uh, the history of that whole bloodline family, whatever you want to call it, uh, is very cyclical. So when people kind of called it sloppy writing, when uh, baby Anakin blew up the round 
satellite, you know, akin to Luke blowing up the, the Death Star. I didn't see it as phoning it in. I saw it as, no, this is the history of this family repeating itself. And this is kind of how things are going to go. And I can get that. And to me, that's that's symbolism. And I'm OK with that. But to see a lot of kind of similar things, uh, there weren't those kind of things I felt with Solo. Like there wasn't a whole lot of we got to see the story about him winning the Millennium Falcon from from Lando. Great. Uh, and I agree about the the. Danny but that's Glover significant. Thing. No, I understand that, and I'm okay. I'm okay with that. I'm not saying that that's bad. And I agree that Glover was an amazing cast for Lando. And maybe if he wasn't so goddamn phenomenal in that role, it wouldn't have overpowered every scene he was in. And for me, the movie overall may have been a bit better if it wasn't just like, for me he was on another level than anybody else. And even the story in that movie, his portrayal of Lando. So maybe if it wasn't that big of a disparity for me, the movie would have been a little bit more enjoyable. But again, for me, it could have been a rogue one style movie. I didn't, I, I'm not one of these guys who know all the star Wars canon. I haven't read all the books or anything for me. It's the nine movies and rogue one. Like that's my star Wars knowledge. So I didn't know anybody going into Rogue One and but watching it was cool, you know, until we get to, you know, we see the the Tarkin and we see the the Leia CGI at the end and stuff. It could Solo for me could have been that way. It could have been just another character. It didn't have to be a Han Solo prequel for me. And maybe that would have been it more enjoyable putting that badge that this is a prequel movie telling you about the lead up of how this character got that way. I, for one, didn't see the character in Solo becoming the character in Episode 4. Because in Episode 4, he's very for himself. He's very guarded for himself. He doesn't really put himself out on a limb, which is why that thing at the end where the Falcon comes flying in and gives Luke that clear shot is supposed to be such a big character-defining moment because it's unlike anything he's done before. Yes, Maybe for me, if he knew at the end... That, uh, that Kira had turned on him and that kind of burned his trust and that shut him down and we could see that that was there and that turned him into that person that he'd become leading all the years up to episode four. It would have made more sense, but he seemed too much of a, no, we have to go back for that person. No, we're a big group. No, we're a kind of party. And that just didn't jive to me as the, hey, look, fuck you. I'm kind of in this for my money. And once I get my money, I'm out of here and screw the rest of you guys until the end of episode four. That's how I feel about it. The, the, ahead, the floor sees the bottom that's of because the you got That's because you got chapter one. You got chapter one of what should have been a three-chapter story, or at least two, but I think three. I think the plan was originally three. And that's why you're missing those things, because they didn't stuff all of that into one movie. And that's a fair assessment. He did have two more movies contracted, whether they were going to be sequels or whether they were going to be him and other stuff. Yeah, that's a fair, that's a fair statement to make. But yeah. since we don't have those, I can only go by what we've seen. And right, but you have to. Out. But yeah, but Rob, you have to extrapolate out from the the information that you have. But you have to have. You have to use all the information from the character. You know, you 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 know. I know there's a block that's missing, and we don't know what that block actually is. Maybe we're going to find out because. The more they talk about this possible Lando slash Han slash somebody TV series, hmm. maybe we're going to get some more of that fleshed out. However, you can extrapolate from the information you got from Solo and the information you got from him in at least 
three, four, and five, uh, three, four, and five, you can extrapolate out that he's he's had some problems. He talks about it in four, in particular, other places too, but particularly he talks about it in four. How he's he's tired of getting raided, and he's this, that, and the other thing, and he's out for himself, and all of those things. Right, you're right. There's no clear defining setup, but something happened because he decided to go into that life, and he decided to stay in it. In it, and he knew what the consequences were because Beckett was clear about that with him, with his character, and he made that made that choice. I think there's enough information there for you to say, "Wow, you know what we're missing? Some really great stories between the end of Solo and Episode Four. And I, I think, think that would have that would have solved that problem for you. I think. I, I think that the what what you again, which what you're saying is is that. We got we got a bunch of the pieces of, of he's the, here's the cocky. It really late leaned into the cocky as part of the character, but we're not getting any of the jaded. And I think in in addition to Beckett, both um, Kira and um, uh, what's his face uh, Vision, uh, uh, the Vision, yeah. <laughs> um, they they both Paul also tell, yes. tell him Dryden Voss. Dryden Voss. They both tell him if you stay in this life. There's no way it doesn't affect you, change you, harden you, and whatnot. And he goes off to Java with the same kind of like, I got this, going right into the same situation. He's going from one crime boss that's going to own him and change him to another crime boss that we know is going to own him and change him. And try to kill him. Yeah, and then eventually try to hunt him down and kill him. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think the line is there, but I do think it's right. We're not getting those sequels. We're not getting the other information, but the way Hollywood works now, it's not about making one great movie unless it's Rogue One, because Rogue One you can only make one great movie. I, I know you're going to chime in, James. Just yep, that's fine, real quick. Please. I and and I agree with both of you that we probably could have gotten more if there were more movies. Uh, my my knee jerk response to that is we told the entire pre-story of how the Alliance got the plans for the Death Star and the whole thing leading up to the blockade runner getting chased by the by the Imperial Starship in one movie. Why do we need three movies to get from where Han started to oh, where I he's going to go in episode four? I got I this. Yeah, I would. That's my that's my personal opinion. It, it could be it's a it's a hypothetical question. It could be a rhetorical question because I know Hatton wants to chime in. I, you can follow it up, Kev. But I, that's how I feel. I don't I don't need three movies to get to the Han Solo backstory to get me to where we did far more than that in one movie with Rogue One. And I and correct me if I'm wrong, Kevin. I am guessing you're going to say something akin to, but that's what they were planning on. And we, they just didn't do it. Um, cause yeah, it is mostly, yeah, mostly. And there, there was definitely, there was a time frame that they wanted to fill. So they, they could do it in one movie because it's one story and that's the time frame it took in. Solo, on the other hand, has no time frame. Right. You have this open amount of undefined space between Solo and Episode 4, which means you can make three movies, you can make 30 movies, you can make 100 books, uh, you know, you could do A Day in the Life, you could do The Calrissian Chronicles, you, you know, like there's a million things that occur in that space, but there's no defined amount of space to work in. They have sort of an open-ended, we can do as many films as we want. Let me give you an example. The Hobbit is a children's book. I think it's 80 pages long. And they 
expanded it into three movies. You know why? Because they could. Right. That's that's really what the what it boils down to. And they thought Star Wars movie solo. Hello. You know, this is going to be the greatest thing since that other Star Wars movie that we did. No, not the Disney ones. And and so then people will want more and we will give them more. And that was the plan. It worked for Marvel. Said it. Yeah. She said it more than once that this is this is the, the act one. And the, the problem, uh, uh, I think, again, I think that the problem is that when you have that much open, defined space, if things don't work out the way that you like, it's a problem. Yeah. So, you know, because now you've told a part of a story and you're not going to get to tell the rest of it, at least not in the format that you want to. So when they talk about this Lando or Han or whomever TV show, not only do I believe that that's probably going to happen in some form, I'm glad that it's going to happen because there's a lot of unanswered questions there. Just in the same way, I think that Rogue One fans should be really appreciative of the fact that if you were a big Rogue One fan, you're going to get more from Rogue One. And you're not going to get all the characters that you want to get because, I mean, let's be honest, there's <laughs> characters that just aren't going to work because they clearly didn't meet before the events of Rogue One. But you're going to get Cassian in K2, and you're going to get that awesome uh, uh, U-Fighter, that, that ship that they have, which I think is still one of my favorites in the entire uh, uh, universe of Star Wars. And you're going to get more of those buddy stories between the two of them, how they, they came together and so on and so forth. And I think that is, I think that's the idea here is that they, they now have a vehicle by which they can tell these additional stories and they don't have to gamble $400 million, uh, uh, dollars to do it. And I think it's the, it's the saving grace, I think, of Star Wars at this point. And I will admit that the point that you brought up of, this was only the first chapter of something that was coming is not something I considered because much like Rob said, he, he doesn't come across as jaded. He comes across as sort of doe eyed, but at the same time, there's an aspect of it in what we'll call before solo where he was still, I mean, he was a Sabak hustler, uh, savant by the time we get to see him in his, when he's making the deal with Londo. Um, Stuff happened before this movie that we never saw that that adds to that mythos, which isn't a problem at all. So it's more so that it, de- it defends your point that there are other tales that we didn't get to see very specifically that were probably planned. Yeah, they most definitely wanted to tell us the Jabba story uh, or, or the Greedo story or the combination therein, and they didn't get a chance to. That does yeah, and, that does and, lend and it some cre- your points of credence. Um, and also, it also suffers from the the Disney, the new Disney model way of doing things. Is that if you look at that Darth Maul cameo at the end, apparently uh, Ron Howard was given a very short list of who that could be, and then they they went with Darth Maul. But that was all part of the Dave Filoni plan. Correct. Doing Clone Wars and Rebels is mm-hmm. that Darth Maul was going to be this character. So now you you're, now you have to watch this to understand that to get this reference to do that, which is what they're they're doing with the Marvel movies. You know, you brought up Marvel, yeah. Um, and everybody started shared universes and and, and failed shared universes. Uh, looking at you, Universal Warner Brothers, um, Warner Brothers, Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers. Well, yeah, but the dark, but the dark universe. I mean, could they just make a a freaking monster movie that works instead of trying to put like that? No, 
No, they can't. No, they can't. Okay. Uh, but to be clear, I think that could have been. A, I would have loved a hammer, a hammer monster series of films. Ah, why'd they have to fuck it up? Wait, anyway. Again, because they I have two words for you, Tom Cruise. Yeah, those are the two words. But it's also everybody's inability now to make one good movie right. about one good character and then start to branch it off. If they just did that, instead of saying, let's put all these characters and whatnot, then they wouldn't have that problem. They just made a cool vampire movie or made a cool Wolfman movie, and then people liked it and whatnot. Yep. I, you, you talk about DC Warner Brothers all the time. They should have done it in reverse. I always, I always hate that. Instead of making any of these new things, they should have made one cool Justice League movie yeah. and then no. been like, oh, people like this character and that character. You two are getting solo movies. And then we'll figure out what we're going to do with the others. They should have done. We, that need, we need to be really careful here that we don't slide into a Warner Brothers conversation, because, right. you know. But the shared universe. I think thing. I'm grabbing the steering wheel now. <laughs> yeah, <okay>. I'm <laughs> going to run this bitch into the guardrail. It's the byproduct of the shared universe, though. Star Wars walked into it already having this enormous universe. Because you talk about something like Rogue One and how we don't really know where Solo is as far as the, the timeline is concerned. Right. Who knows? He could have been against Cassian, teamed up with somebody from that. Like, they could have started bringing in characters who had died off into the solo movie just to bring them back to do stuff with it. And and I think it's a great point you bring up, Kev, about the, the not-so-much-gamble on doing the television shows. Because you look at The Mandalorian, which, again, I think part of the success of The Mandalorian is they say, ooh, everybody liked Boba Fett. But we're not going to do Boba Fett because everybody's got their idea of what Boba Fett is. So we're going to make cannon. this adjacent character to him. We're going to set it in our Western. We're going to we're going to pay attention to this one thing, and we're going to pepper it here and there with a little bit of Star Wars ah Easter egg. But we're not going to focus. I think that's the beauty of Rogue One is that we we had all these new characters, so there was no preconceived. I'm going to do this. You go into Han Solo, though, and you're like, Chewbacca better do this. Han mm -hmm. better say this. I better see the dice. I better see the death. And then they did it, and people shit on them for it. I, I just want to see you two fight to the finger. Go for it, Kev. No, no, no. No, no. Kev, Your show, Rob. Go ahead. No, Your no. Show. Kev, you go ahead, because I'm going to take it in a different the direction. Only, the, only thing I was gonna say, the only thing I was going to say about Rogue One is that, uh, you know, there was at least two characters in Rogue One who we all have preconceived notions about. And technically three, which is Tarkin and Vader. And they decided to take Vader and totally twist that expectation right out the window. The best Darth Vader scene in any movie uh, is 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 that walk through the hallway. No doubt. Right. My opinion. But uh, I mean, I, I think it's I think it's a fair opinion, even though that is not the Vader who only what weeks later <laughs> will fight Obi-Wan like two old men uh, <laughs> fighting in a hallway. But that aside, uh, it, it's like, the, yeah, I'm, I'm with you with regards to the fact that, you know, we, we all have a headcanon about how these things go when we don't, you know, when we don't have, we're filling in the gaps automatically in our brain between the time periods. And it brings up something that I mentioned earlier to Rob, which, which was, you know, you, you have to extrapolate from all the information that you get from the character in solo and in at least the three, at least the three original trilogy movies. There's a lot of information that he gives you there about himself and you need to extrapolate that information in order to create 
uh, sort of a full blooded, uh, uh, you know, sort of a fully blooded character that you can, in at least in some sort of sketchy fashion, fill in the gaps for in your head. And then, of course, they'll come and ruin those gaps by actually telling those stories. And then that's when everybody will be like, but that's not the way I envisioned it. I remember three guys. There's these brothers I know, three of them. Um, and I went to see the Lord of the Rings movies with them. And they were like, we could have made these movies better because we, we and we, we have swords and clothing and are the little one sews. And, you know, like, <laughs> that's like, you know, sucks. that was literally, I remember coming out of Fellowship of the Ring with just three of the angriest little blonde midgets you've ever seen. And, and I was just like, yeah, it's not your head cannon. It's, it's his, Peter Jackson's. You know, enjoy it. Try to look at it from somebody else's point of view. But uh, but that that aside, I think that's that's one of the I think that's one of the really the really big things to to take away from that. Sorry, Rob. Go ahead. No, no. And uh, again, I think that that ties into the whole that it's a prequel and we know where the story has to kind of end up. You've before this movie comes out, you've already written your own headcanon as to how Luke gets that way, how Han gets that way. So it makes that kind of a movie even dicier because, yeah, you're probably going to alienate almost half the people watching the movie right off the bat because everybody's got their own idea. That being said, we have 10 Star Wars movies. Uh, no, 11, right? We have the original nine, and then we have Rogue One, and we have Solo. Solo. We're not including Ewok Battle for Endor? Not a movie. No, nor are, we, nor, are we counting, nor are we counting the Christmas. Um, <laughs> no, just count the canon stuff. I know. All, the only thing that's true. canon right now are the movies, the animated series, not the Tartakovsky one, uh, and, and the books that came out since right. Force Awakens. Right. I'm just no. talking about the movies. So in the movies, we have 11 movies, right? We have the, we have the nine chapters, and we have Rogue One and Solo. So where for, for – I'll start with Eric this time. For, for you, Eric, where – does solo fall on a scale of one to 11 one oh. being the best 11 being your least favorite where does solo fall in those 11 movies oh shit um well i mean again you're not gonna for sheer nostalgia whatever they're great you're not gonna yeah. beat the what's the criteria just enjoyment yeah, personal enjoyment, enjoyment. Your favorite, completely, like, this yeah. is a complete you're not, opinion you're not gonna beat the original four five and six i mean they're you know, they're, they're, they're just, they're, they're films that I, I could, I could sit down and watch all three of them right now, recite every line and it wouldn't be any different in enjoyment level for me. So right there. And then I'd have to say Rogue One and Han Solo and, and Solo kind of fall in that top five because I thought the prequels were a mess. And then I saw the Disney ones. And, and if I got a crap on the Disney, the Disney seven, eight, nine, my biggest problem with the Disney ones is that again, you're gonna. Everybody wants to follow the, the the Marvel model. They didn't follow their own model. They needed one framework story, and then let your directors interpret within the space. But they didn't do that. It's a choose your own adventure of people just throwing things at a dartboard. I, 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 I and and to me, I go back and watch the prequels, and I'm like, ah, maybe these weren't so bad. They're a little lifeless. They're a little, they're a little one note because everything's a CG background and whatnot. Um, and then, and then they suffer from something. I take a lot of, uh, I, I take a, a lot of shots at when I walk out of a movie. I'm like, was that the actor's problem or was that the director's problem? 
Did the director tell them to do that? And I feel like with the prequels, a lot of the stuff I don't like was George Lucas going, no, make it more wooden. Just make it more wooden. I want to look at all this shit in the background. And I want to like, know what kind of tree you're made of, Hayden. <laughs> yeah, there's well, there's yeah. too much spice in this sauce. I need more more cardboard. I but need the fact of the matter is, is you took you took Ewan McGregor, Liam Neeson, Natalie Portman, and you made them terrible actors. How, how, how do you do that? They're good at other things. You know what I mean? Do you, you think Ewan McGregor was that bad in the prequels? What? No, I think Ewan McGregor's the the shining spot of the prequels. Yeah, I'm kind of, uh, and so is and so is Qui Gon. I think was also but at the actually same time really his dialogue. His dialogue is awful. Well, that's you know. he's a great actor doing what he can with what he's given. True. And again, if you look at four, five, and six, yeah, they're George Lucas's plots and 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 outlines, but they're interpreted by a writer. There was a different director for each one of them. You know what I mean? Like there was navigation within the space again of what's going on, but the first three were just George Lucas, and he's at the top of the food chain, and no one's going to walk into his screening room and go, that's a pile of dog shit, man. I think you need to fix that. No one, Who's going to tell him in his own house that it was terrible? You know I mean? Nobody. Nobody. That's why they are no, the way yeah. that they are. That's that's the, the overwhelming conclusion yeah. is the fact that nobody had the balls to stand up to George Lucas and go, this is this is some of the most ridiculous garbage you've ever made. <laughs> but Metaclorian. Like, seriously, but, what are you thinking, dude? But but they still tell one story for the most part. If you go to seven, eight, nine, it is this hodgepodge of weird stuff. And and again, I I I don't like Last Jedi as far as a film is, film is concerned. What I do like about the movie is the fact that that director was like, I'm going to make a weird choice here. Right. If they're going to leave it up to me. I'm going to take the hard left because everybody said, you know, The Force Awakens. It's just the same movie as as Star Wars again. So this guy was like, well, then let's fuck with the let's fuck with the model and change all this stuff. And then he changed all the stuff. And everybody was like, that's not that's not what we meant. That's not what we meant. You changed too much or you went too far. He did put the world's slowest chase sequence for an hour and 15 minutes in the middle of this movie. I mean, ugh, you know, and then weird Canto Bite, which I again, that movie is just it's it's a wreck. It needs it needs re-editing. Yeah. How on uh, earth you have was... a gambling establishment in the Star Wars universe and Lando isn't sitting in the middle of it is also a big question. Yeah, exactly. The, the big thing, the big thing, my big thing with Force Awakens was uh, there was no subtlety. Everything was a giant, was a giant hammer. Like mm-hmm. it was, it was almost stupid. Ladies and gentlemen, JJ Abrams. The biggest point I always bring up is that they talk about Poe Dameron being like the best pilot in the galaxy and everything else. Okay, cool. I get that. And then we get this kind of like 15 minute scene of TIE fighters going four miles an hour while Poe Dameron's X Wing is like flying circles around him. I could hear the Daffy Duck laugh. (laughs) 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 Just, and just, and I'm just like, are we, is this like, is this really a thing that is happening in this movie? I don't, is this really happening? Kev, where does where does Solo fall among the? No, 11- no, 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 James, no, no, James has had his hand up. Sir. I did, but you know, Rob's so no, used to ahead, me at sir. this point. Yeah. Now, um, I just wanted to comment on Eric's uh, point about the prequels versus the postquels, um, and oh. I pose it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, and it is that my biggest problem with that set versus the newer set is with the exception of you McGregor um 
I there's nothing about and it's included for solo with the exception of Donald Glover that there's nothing in the middle of those movies that I can kind of go that was really cool like yes the arena combat in the second one is fun the final battle in the lava is is fun but like there's no flagpoles that I can and hang my head on in the same way that I can with the 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 trilogy. Um, I would say at the very least there are moments in Star Wars, and I'm not a Star Wars fanboy by by any stretch. That I look at those and go, that was pretty cool. And I understand that's also can be a flaw in that it's just, hey, let's get a whole bunch of moments that people say this will be pretty cool and tie them together with bullshit story. But um, don't remember what my whole point was. It's gone now. Anyway, so it's a thing. Yeah, it's, <clears throat> it happens. It's a thing that happens in our show. Kev, where's your rankings? Uh, I think Solo for me would probably be fourth. Wow. Okay. Yeah, and I think you know, I mean, uh, for me, I think Empire is the perfect film. Uh, it's certainly the perfect middle film for a, a three-part story. Um. And then I, I just just the same way, almost the same way that er- Eric feels with regards to uh, the the original uh, uh, the original trilogy. I I do feel that way about Star Wars. I do not feel that way about Jedi. I I just don't. And I think that Rogue One is a better movie, and I think Solo is a better movie than Jedi. <laughs> That's my opinion. I think it was, I think it was more fun. I think it was a, a lot less hokey. And, uh, you know, all, all of the, uh, you know, all the criticisms that get laid on Jedi. So for me, Solo would be Solo would be fourth and then Jedi fifth and then prequels. It, it really doesn't matter how you line them up after that. And then the Disney stuff after that with with Last Jedi being a, a very close tie with that abortion. That was the end of the saga. Yeah. Um, Rise of the Skywalker, I think, beats Last Jedi for me. I'm just being I, it's, bad. It's so it really is like the difference between you know like horse shit and dog shit. You know, it's like there's how do you decide what because there's more of it in you know from the horse. Like I don't is it a quantity? Like uh, it's just oh, you like, can eat shit buffet. I mean, it's like when it's you're horrible, it's like when you're so watching it's like when you're watching the pastry technical challenge on Great British Bake Off, and three of them are just uncooked pastry, but they still have to rank one of those three better than the other two. You know, and somebody yeah. comes in eighth with raw pastry and uncooked food. They're like, but I wasn't last. But you served them raw chicken. You still served like it doesn't matter at that point. This is a lemon with cold dough wrapped around it. You didn't yeah. even peel the lemon. I, I still feel like with Rise of Skywalker that I'm going to get a, a phone call from the producers just going like, all right, there it is. So here, here's your here's phone your, call. Yeah, here's here. Here's here's your exposition. That's I mean I just kept waiting for somebody to explain to me why the things in the movie were happening at any point. Like I just needed like I like it's comical as it would have been. I just needed the emperor to be like, sit down. I want to tell you some things. Remember when I went over the railing? Let me tell uh, you how I met your mother. Like and just freaking catch me up. And I just I was like, and then things are blowing up and nostalgia's in your face and Lucas lifting X wings and whatnot. And I was just like, yeah, that's cool. But why? 
why? And, and, and that's just one of those things I just couldn't get my brain around. And somebody said, you really didn't like it. And I said, let me, let me give you an example of, of how I know I didn't like it. There's, I, I think it's an awesome sequence. I think it's well shot when, when the ghost, when ghost Luke raises the X-Wing in such a fan service moment of Yoda doing the exact same thing. Yoda was alive. Yeah, exactly. Yoda was alive. But it comes out of the water, and I went, one, two, three, four. How come it's got all four wings when in the last movie, the wing was the door of the hut that he was in? And I went, holy shit, I don't like this movie because I, I'm I'm so out of it. I'm referencing shit that, like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about crew quarter numbers on the door in the background of Next Gen at this point. Like, you know what I mean? Like, who knows? who noticed that besides me? And then who ruined this moment with it of going like, did the ghost fix the wing on the thing while she was on her way there? Was he like, yeah. I'm going to need this ship. So quick, get yeah. down there and like fix the wing. In the water. And yeah, that whole anything, any, any force ghost reaching out and being able to do anything is ridiculous. Any force ghost. And like, and if Yoda had done it in, in Last Jedi, I'd have been he ticked did. off that too. Yeah, I'm, that's what I, I'm sorry. I meant that he did. I mean, it was, it just doesn't make sense that they do that because then they're all just, well, all right. Well, we're dead now, but we can still do stuff. Yeah, see- so why is there a problem? We're see, we're see through superheroes. Oh, here's oh. an idea. Hey, why doesn't Ghost Yoda or Ghost uh, uh, Luke just get in a spaceship and fly off to and kill the Emperor or Kylo Ren or or every or everyone? Uh, why doesn't that happen? Uh, because, or, or me for watching ridiculous. this movie. Yeah, um, yeah. Or Eric, my I'm, eyes. I'm going to agree with you, Eric, because it was a similar thing in, uh, I believe it was The Last Jedi, that completely took me out of it. And it wasn't the first thing that took me out of it, but it was it was one of the major things. When they're having that fucking fight with the Imperial Guard in the, the throne room, and there gets a point in time where Ray is fighting... Talk about the block? Ray's fighting some dude with, like, dual... Uh, laser daggers, you know, lightsaber dagger things. Uh, in and the Star Wars universe are known as vibroblades. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Um, Can I just she, click close on she, him? She ties up one of his arms, leaving the other arm with the dagger completely free to just go sa, 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 and just stab her in the back. But he doesn't. Why? Because he's not holding the dagger anymore. At no time did she disarm him from the dagger. Literally a split second before that, he is holding two daggers and suddenly magically through the through the glory of CGI editing, he is now not holding a dagger because somebody said, why doesn't he just kill her with the dagger he's still holding? Uh, well, now we now we have to spend fifteen thousand dollars so we can CGI that dagger out of his hand at that fifteen. Moment. That's cute because it's like like I notice shit like that. Like you notice, but why the wing was the door? Why is that not? And I was just like, okay, you know what? I think at this point, happen out. I'm done. I don't care. Yeah, about this yeah. It just, it, just, it just completely takes you out of the thing. And then like even. I mean, again, we, for me, it would have been better if Kylo Ren and Ray realized that both of their mother's name was Martha 20 minutes earlier in that movie. I'm telling you, and now, this would is have the been... second warning that I'm giving you. <laughs> if you're going to drag us down that Warner Brothers road, we're going to have a problem. I'm just I'm letting you know. And listen, New Jersey Renaissance Festival and Kingdom uh, choreography aside, that scene sucked for a whole bunch of more reasons. Well, yes. A I whole agree. bunch of more reasons. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
you know, well, I, I, I can't even begin to count them all. <laughs> you, you know, like, like I don't know. Well, like it's overhead one like, to the left two Snoke. to the right yeah. three. Snoke, <laughs> like Snoke. Oh, Snoke. The Snoke issues are. I didn't see it in the theater. I didn't see Rise of the Skywalker in uh, in the theater. I went to somebody and said, I'm going to ask some questions. One, do we find out that Ray's, Ray not having famous, important parents is bullshit? Yes. Fine. Do we understand Snoke? Yes. Mm-hmm. Is it a reasonable answer? No. All right, cool. I can, I can wait till DVD. We're cool. Yeah, well, I mean, technically, her parents aren't famous, are they? Well, her granddaddy. Yeah. Unfucking real. But, yes, but, but but I think I think all of this discussion about Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker actually helps prove our solo point. We could do a much more compelling rip it apart and say why it's awful for those two movies. But with Han with Solo, people are just like, I don't know, it's fun. I just didn't like it. I don't know why I didn't like it. You can clearly outline why you didn't like the others. It's That's just true. sort of a feeling for Solo, and I'm like, but it gave me, but it gave me all of the things. I was looking for in kind of this like adventure, like this adventure world that I had, I had grown up with. So it hit me in the nostalgia thing, but it also introduced a couple new elements, a, a limited, but a couple new things, but really kind of hung in a safe space as far as star Wars was concerned and, and whatnot. And I, I, again, you can't, I don't think you could really sit around and rip it apart in, in the, in the visceral manner that we could take on, the, the, the Disney. Any, any of them. Yeah. And, and so, Rob, I think I would ask you, what would have, you know, I know, I, I know that there, there are many ways that you can take and or answer this question, but what would have made Solo more enjoyable for you? Where, where, where was the extreme lack? I, and I just, I don't have something I can put my finger on and say, if this was different or if that was different, I would have liked it more. For, for me, uh, the if again the the postquels as Hatton called them aside, uh, the character of Han Solo is amazingly important to the history of the original Star Wars movies, um, and it I just there was something not there. It, it it again I didn't hate the movie, but I didn't see it in the theaters. I saw it when it came out on uh, Netflix. And I said, oh, cool. Here's that solo movie everybody was talking about. Some people really liked it. Some people didn't. Well, you know, let me check it out. And I watched it and I got done watching it. And I was like, it was, it was a movie. I mean, it was like for me, it probably in varying orders, you've got the original trilogy. And then you've got for me, you've got Rogue One. And this will, you know, start a whole other ball of wax, which we will not get into. Um I would put episode it, one. Uh, I would put I, episode one before Solo. I really thought you were going to say Batman versus Superman, and I was going to come <laughs> through the screen. No, I would put. I would put episode that one. Count, you brought it up yourself. Yeah, yeah I, I would put episode one before Solo on my personal list. But again, like, I like having these kind of conversations. Like, nobody's trying to shit on anybody's Cheerios. If if you liked this movie, and for those people listening, or for those people in chat. If you liked this movie and, and, you know, nobody's trying to say, well, you're wrong for liking this movie or, you know, whatever. It's, that's great. I'm glad you liked it. it. We, this is, this is like a personal thing where I wish I had found something in it to have me like it more. 
because I would have liked to, and there was just something. There was just something lacking. I don't know. I don't know what it was. I can't put my finger on it, but for me, it just wasn't there to make it a better movie. James? Why, thank you, Kev. I appreciate that. I was going to say, uh, what about you folks out there in the something-verse? Did you like uh, Solo? Did you love Solo? Do you want to marry it? Do you want to have its babies? What do you think of it as compared to the post-quills? Where can you go to find it? You can find all of that information uh, on somethingcast.com. You can leave comments on each of these individual posts on the Twitter at STSDCast or subscribe to twitch.tv slash something something cast so you can come be here for these arguments and we'd like to thank all of the people who are sitting in our Twitch uh, conversation as well. There's been a bunch of varied opinions specifically about The Hobbit. But it seems that there's, similar to this conversation, a mixed bag of people who enjoy it and a lot of people who think it's just sort of, it's a movie and, you know, it's it's about an hour and a half, two hours long. But uh, we would like to thank our special guests. Where can they find you, fine gentlemen, out in your internet verse? I can't follow. Uh, uh, I mean, I'll follow Eric. Go ahead. Eric? Yeah, I, got, I got nowhere to find me, man. I can get out. <laughs> Do you have a Twitter? Do you have something you want to pimp out? No, 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 man. Right now, just you know, with the I'm a high school teacher, um, and uh, and and I teach. Then you're not allowed myth. Twitter. Yeah, I teach I teach myth and film studies, so I I, I hide I hide from uh, as much social media as I can, so that I don't kind of get myself jammed up. Thank you for uh, your service. Yeah, but sir. that being that being said, though, Eric, you you are you are a, a theater actor in your own right, though. Do you have any shows that you're working on that are going to be coming up? Do you have anything that you're doing through the Zoom stuff? Any um, any readings? Of anything that has a green out? balloon that gets killed at the end? Uh, <laughs> that was for real. Uh, COVID. COVID has killed most of the stuff. Um, uh, I, I got nothing going Zoom related right now. I was supposed to direct um, Camelot for Playhouse 22 in East Brunswick in June. Now they've moved me to next June. So hopefully that's a thing. Um, all my high school stuff got put on hold. So right now it's just kind of kind of right for myself and just, you know, kind of kind of working on that kind of stuff. Nothing, nothing. Zoom, Zoom theater sucks. I, I did a production of Hamlet um, where I played Laertes and the, you know, right now we got these four boxes, and if depending on what view people watch this in, they can either watch me try to look at everybody, but most of the Zoom stuff I've done, it's speaker view, and it sucks. It's just me acting to nobody in my, you know, in the best backdrop that I could find to match, a, you know, whatever I'm, whatever it is I'm doing, and there's no interaction. It's just, you know, and I, I just got done doing a stage reading of Gawain and the Green Knight uh, to, I think that's what the balloon was in reference to. Uh, <laughs> But um, uh, and then I, it might, I might be picking up uh, Beowulf uh, in November and doing some kind of stage reading with that. But um, but it's it's just it's a rough time for actors and not just the actors, but like the, the, the houses and, and everything, too. I mean, yeah. You know, I have lots of friends that are in the industry as far as like sound and lights and all that kind of stuff. And it's, it's, it's the COVID's killing us, you know. I think um, Zoom theater is very difficult for Laertes. I think it's way too easy for Polonius. Because you can just kind of hang a curtain right in front of your webcam, and you can go to sleep. You can have a snack. You can. It doesn't matter. Laertes is only in Act One, and then he disappears for the length of a Bible and comes back at the end of Act Four. And three scenes later, he's dead. You know, like I, I folded laundry. <laughs> I did, man. On I'm camera. Prepared. Multitasking. Yeah, I shut my camera off. 
I left it on audio and I sat on the floor and I folded laundry and I watched old episodes of Kingdom on Netflix. Oh, that's awesome. You should have left the camera on. That would have been fantastic. <laughs> this is what Laertes does. Laertes makes sure his whites stay white. In court intrigue. <laughs> Kev, tell us about Geek Stuff TNG. Uh, yeah, you can find us over at geekstufftng.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, we usually come out on Thursdays or so. Mm. Uh, and we're, we're kind of a broad based, uh, covering all of, uh, geek culture, whatever appeals to us that week in the news, uh, of the culture. And, uh, you know, we throw a little humor and some other things in there. And uh, it's a fine, fine stew. Uh, and yeah, that's about it. We got all the social medias. We got all the things. So yeah, check us out on all that stuff. Rob? I'm good. You've already hit all the places people can find us. I will say to you two fine gentlemen, um, if you do want to hear more about uh, hot takes on some of the Star Wars related stuff, uh, our episode that is airing next week uh, we had a couple friends from the Gutting the Sacred Cow podcast on, and we did unpopular hot takes, and I had some stuff to say about the prequels versus the postquels that you guys might find interesting. So I would say to you, you guys should check that out next week, because you'll probably have some things to throw in our comment wall after hearing that. Interesting sure. or angering? Sure. I mean, yeah. yeah we, can, that's, we can do that. Those are your two sides of the coin. <laughs> I mean, tomato, tomato. So with that said, thank you, gentlemen. We will... Uh, I see what you did there, the tomato thing. Uh, that wasn't even intentional, but sure, why not? Thank you all, one and all. We will see you guys next week. I'm James Haddon. I'm Podcast Rob. Thank you all for joining us. Okay, here we Later. Something, 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 something. Okay, here we go. Now, now, uh, now are we recording now? Is that? Is yeah, that we are. Happened? We're fully recording everything yet. Right now, we're recording. I just want to make sure that I got the name of the episode correct. This is the Why You Guys Are Wrong About Solo episode, right? I just want to make sure that that's, <coughs> that's what was I was being... That's what I'm participating in. <laughs> that's what the yeah, thanks for joining us. We're going to hand <laughs> this over to you now. So. That's, what the, that's where the check's written to. I mean, at least I got my stinger at the end now. Yeah, right? All right, and a three. Okay, we'll just take that out in post. <laughs> This is all pre-post. Like we do anything in post. This is post-post right now. You're experiencing post-post live. Every second that you guys are talking is just line waves. I'm looking for me to go beep so I know where to cut before. (laughs) So, three, two, one.